0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode thirteen of More Wrestling's Podcast. I'm your host Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by 2020 New York State Champ for Governor Carter. Bear, how's things going today, Carter? Pretty good. So, uh, how's the uh, how's the snow? You know, it's obviously snowing here in Governor New York. Yeah, we got a lot of snow last night. You uh, you been out shoveling lately? Yep. A little yeah, like I just that, got yeah. done. Doing that this morning as well. How's the uh, school stuff going? Uh, good, a little different this year, obviously. But yeah, I haven't to uh, talk to you about really school at all. Um, since really this COVID started back in March. So, what are you doing? Like, is are you going to school for two days and then you know online for two days or whatever it is? Uh, last year we just started
1: going back four days a week, so we go Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday,
0: and that's what you guys have been doing this year as well. Yeah, just just starting last week. We oh,
1: started wow. doing that.
0: so that's kind of good to get into a back into a rhythm then. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's talk about your wrestling. So again, I mentioned you were state champ um, last year for Governor. Uh, your dad had been the co- head coach for eleven years now, and he's been on the coaching staff for you know twenty-ish years. When did you get introduced to the sport? Uh, pretty much
1: as far back as I can remember, like around three, four years old, I was, you know, my dad had a peewee singlet for me and I was like hitting
0: half Nelson's and stuff in my living room. <laughs> so, like, really, really young. Right. That's awesome. Um, So who's a, uh, you know, a wrestler, you kind of grew up, like you said, you, you've, you've uh, been around the sport for a while. Who'd you grow up kind of idolizing and looking up to as a youth wrestler into high school now as well?
1: uh definitely kyle date would be the one in my era when i like what that's who i was watching he's a top dog in college and obviously he won four ncaa titles in a row all different weight classes so that's amazing but then the older i got i started to think about like his his situation
0: in high school and stuff is pretty similar to mine so that's cool too Yeah. yeah Um, so, we've been to the several NCAA championships together. I got to ask, what's your favorite moment you've witnessed at the NCAAs?
1: My favorite moment would probably be Yanni winning his first NCAA title.
0: That's yeah. a true freshman. That was awesome. That was pretty special. So, uh, you uh, so talking about your wrestling career, you jump right into varsity as a seventh grader at 99 pounds. Have an impressive i believe thirty one and three record uh going into Albany where you ended up taking sixth place. You've been to Albany for states before you know years prior watching um you know wrestlers as as I mentioned your dad was the coach you were there when Dylan Stoll and Hunter Ryan won their state titles in thirteen. Did you have any like nerves competing at states as a seventh grader yeah, absolutely uh as a seventh grader, my whole year, it was a
1: rough year. I wasn't really matured. I was twelve years old and the nerves, yeah, i would never been more nervous for a tournament probably than
0: my seventh grade year at states. And yeah, it definitely
1: affected my wrestling
0: ability, I think. But yeah, no, it was it's definitely a big, uh, big place for a seventh grader to wrestle at. You know, there's a lot of fans in the stands, and it's pretty loud and hectic, and you know you're kind of the center stage. But so in 2018, you move up to 106 pounds, and you take another step up on the podium this time, t- taking fifth. You're two for two in Albany, you know, for placing, but I know that's not your goal just to be placing and you had to win it. What was your focus after you placed um, in uh, eighth grade going into your freshman year? Well, I knew I kind of,
1: not that I was doing anything really wrong, but I knew something had to change if I wanted to jump, jump to that state champ. And really everything in the practice room that I did, after, uh, after that was just, everything was harder. And I put a focus on drilling harder than everyone. And even the warmups, it was like conditioning to me. And, you know, no one was going to beat me off of, off of uh, being in better shape. And no one was going to beat me off of uh, like having a better foundation. And I had my basics down for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So now in your ninth grade year, you're off to a great start. I believe you're undefeated. You won the North Country tournament, the Kenneth Haynes tournament. You had a nice win over returning Section Three champ Dean Shamble of Mexico at both tournaments. Um, but in, in early January, I think, like I said, you were 25ish. You know, I know you were you are competing at the Peru Classic in the finals where you broke your foot wrestling. John Jay, Cross Rivers, Chris Cook, which ended your season and another run in Albany. Uh, tell us about how that like. Most people look at those setbacks in a different way, but you're still, you did what you could and you grew as a wrestler and competitor. You know, you're a student of the sport. Um, how was dealing with that injury and being sidelined? Uh,
1: obviously when I first got the news, it was heartbreaking. But as even like a couple weeks later, I, I just tried to turn it into a positive and uh, I tried thinking about the sport more and like learning more about wrestling in like all situations and I started lifting upper body cause I, I, I thought it was like, you know, God's plan kind of deal and uh, everything
0: happens for a reason. And I was just going to be better after that. Yeah. Uh, so with the, like you said, you lifted a lot of upper body, you spent a considerable amount of time in the weight room, um, you know, and being off the mats for a few months, you started to get bigger, you know, you started to grow. When did you come back from that uh, injury and start your off season, you know, practices and competition
1: uh, I came back originally like March and I had just under a month to train for uh, NHS EAs, which I ended up going like three and one there and I uh, the injury defaulted out because I, I realized I needed a uh, physical therapy on my leg right and after that it was full in duels it was the first time I really felt really good wrestling again
0: yeah I remember I'm, I was working out of town at the time, so I didn't get to see as much. From um, you had the injury to probably Fulton Duels, and uh, you obviously had put on considerable amount of weight and, and, and muscle. You know, you got you got bigger, so uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, so you enter your sophomore season up at 138 pounds now, winning the first three tournaments of the year before you met uh, Justin McDougald at the Canatains tournament, and he was a you know two-time state finalist. Uh, three-time medalist, you lost three to one in the finals, and you later wrestled an exciting match two weeks later at the Eastern States, losing eight to five. Um, though it was a loss, you kind of put a, the state on notice, like that you can hang with the top guys. I mean, you have obviously placed two times in the states, and and uh, you know pe- people knew your name before that. But you know, what was your focus from the Eastern States to the postseason late in February? Uh, just kind of. Uh, learning
1: minor mistakes and minor things that I could have done and fixed at Eastern states because eastern states is like that it's that that big tournament that you kind of need for the state tournament in my opinion so like I go to Eastern states and I don't wrestle my best that's fine because I'm gonna make so many adjustments from eastern states to states which I did and uh, that's what it really was I I didn't wrestle my best there even though I wrestled I wrestled all right but right. I was definitely able to pick stuff out from eastern states that I, uh, I fixed and then was able to uh, fix them at the state tournament too.
0: You uh, entered the New York state tournament going down to Albany as the third seed and you start your tournament uh, just like you had in the first two years you went with a win, but in the quarterfinals, you faced a familiar foe in Dylan Price who you beat earlier in the year seven and two. How'd that feel to, you know, get, get over the hump um, winning the quarterfinals and advancing to the semis?
1: Uh, I felt really good because I never won the quarters up to that um, at States. I knew I probably I was supposed to beat Dylan Price and I I felt really confident about it. And that wasn't the end result, but it still felt good being in the semis and knowing I got to where I was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, that that was definitely awesome to see you. So you wrestling in the semis um, Saturday morning. So fast forward to the next morning, you're in the semis against Paul Max, Caleb Burgess, and you won the match six to one. Uh, you know, talk to us about that match. Like, how did you approach the match, you know, knowing that you were in the state semis? Uh, I just, I, I watched Burch's a lot throughout the season at different
1: tournaments. And, you know, uh, you can type anyone in on flow and track nowadays and just, so I knew what what he was going to do kind of. And I, I just let the match come to me. Uh, I wrestled a really uh, a really fundam- a fundamental match. I just I just let the match come to me, and points kind of came.
0: You like I said, you won that match, you advanced to the finals, and in the finals, on one of two mats with thousands of people watching, you're facing the returning New York State champ Brady Worthing of Tioga. You mentioned your seventh grade year, you know, going to Albany first uh, time competing down there. You were very nervous, but like something I noticed watching you just stand there across from your competitor, um, you seemed very calm and you trusted the work that you put in. Where does that come from? Just really, I'd
1: say of months of hard training, but really years of hard training. Uh, I mean, I thought honestly going into my 10th grade year that it was my time to be a state champ, more never at the state tournament. And uh, I knew just years and years of hard training. And I had a hard time believing that anyone outworked me throughout the season and that it was just my time to
0: win. Yeah, so uh, you, you get an escape, and you fall through a tough position to get a takedown late in the second period to take the three-to-zero lead. And then you start the third period on top, getting a huge turn for two near fall. And I, I just remember the crowd just went wild. Of course, I was sitting, you know, with a ton of Governor or North Country people. But the next thing I know, your next attempt at a turn went bad, and you gave up two near fall – or a reversal then two near fall as well. And uh, though you were still in lead 5-4, you know, what went through your head during that part of the match? Honestly, before I uh,
1: before I hit that second turn,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I didn't even know what the score was. Like, I don't know why, if it was adrenaline or whatever was going on. I knew at that point I was just wrestling. Had I known I was up 5-0, I probably wouldn't have even tried that second uh, attempt at that tilt. Mm-hmm. But Brady's a dangerous guy, and he'll jump over stuff if he can. So that's exactly what he did. And when I got to my feet, it was 6-4. I knew I could kind of put it shut down and, you know, stay in a good stance. And I thought I was going to be in a pretty good spot to win at that point.
0: Yeah. So again, you, you said, you, as you mentioned, you got an escape to uh, to push the score to six to four and uh, the final seconds, seconds began to take off the clock. And uh, the hundred plus governor slash North country people that I was sitting around um, just began to stand up and, and roar to their feet. Uh, how did that feel in that moment, knowing you were a New York state champion? I mean, it was the best, the best feeling
1: I've ever experienced so far. It, it was amazing, uh,
0: kind of everything you expected and more kind of deal.
1: Yeah, it was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you were uh, you were definitely obviously in the zone and you were pretty um, emotional, like you were very excited. But uh, something I noticed, and something I noticed looking back at the video, a lot of the videos, obviously from the governor side, but if you look across, you know, in the final seconds, you see guys like uh, the Lowville crowd and the Beaver River crowd. And then you've got Derek Brennan and up in the one booth, you got Kevin Smith and Joe Molhauser and just a bunch of people standing to their feet, you know, that kind of have been all part of, you know, the North country per se. And uh, it was kind of cool to see, you know, everybody come together and the North country is a tight group. As far as that goes, like, how did that feel winning a title for the North country and more specifically section 10? Uh, that
1: was, that was a big part of it, honestly, because, I know, as a spectator, even when I'm wrestling, if I see a guy in a section three singlet or a section ten singlet, I'm I'm usually I'm instantly rooting for them. I'm, there's no way I'm not rooting for them to win that match, and I, I expect them to do the same for me. And especially section ten, like everyone knows that section ten kind of gets, you know, oh, yeah. they're not respected that much right now. And uh, it was good, and that's why I wore that section ten singlet in the finals because. If I wore governor singlet, I bet most people wouldn't even think I was from Section 10. Yeah. So that's that's why it was big to me, too.
0: It's always good to, you know, get that Section 10 singlet and show it off to uh, some of the refs that don't necessarily, I guess, respect us down there as well. But, uh, you know, you became the eighth New York State champion, I guess, as far as that goes. Um, a few guys won it twice. But uh, you were joined by three teammates and Jake Shippey, Joseph Cummings, and Tyler Tupper, who also placed at the tournament to add to the 53 New York state place finishers governor program has had, what does that mean for a small town like governor? Uh, it's, it's big. I mean, as a town, I'd say we have a lot of pride in
1: our wrestling program and we have for a while now. And, you know, we, I truly believe usually with our wrestling program, we can go anywhere in the state and compete with almost any team. And, you know, that's big because we're pretty remote here and, it just goes to show you don't need to have a lot of resources, per se, to be good.
0: Yeah. So a, a quote that I put on Twitter probably sometime last summer, um, maybe it was this past summer, but uh, it said, things aren't won in the current moment. They were won in months and years prior. And that was something you had said when we were talking about, I don't even know what we were talking about, but it was obviously, it meant a lot, just whether it was wrestling related or anything in general it just kind of talks about, you said that things just weren't won. Your state title wasn't won last year. It was all those moments leading up to uh, the moment. So that was uh, something that I've shared on Twitter and I screenshotted it. and It means a lot. It says a lot about you. Yeah, so yep. so uh, usually after a state title comes, like you, you've mentioned, you've wrestled at NHSEAs, the Nationals. And usually there's a buzz around the town that leads to the program, um, you know, being excited for the next season. But COVID came in a month after States and shut things down. How difficult was it knowing that, like, you, you don't know when you're next going to compete. Uh
1: that was That was actually really hard because <clears throat> coming off uh, States, even the week after, uh, everyone told me, like, in the wrestling program, and they're like, you know, just going to take a week off, maybe even two weeks off, and no lifting, no anything. And that, I didn't even want to do that because of, I felt like I was on top of the world and like I could, I, I wanted to wrestle like kids nationally ranked in the country and I wanted to, cause I just felt like I was so good right there and I just wanted to build off it. And then the COVID happened and I knew it was going to be months and that yeah. Really, yeah, it really sucked, but yeah, I yeah. just kept training.
0: And not fun at all. Um, it definitely was a bummer um, when that shut things down. So I just kind of want to talk about some off-season stuff. Like, you obviously wrestled a lot in the past several off-seasons, you know, whether it's your 7th and 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. You and your family have dedicated and sacrificed a lot in the process over the years. You know, you find yourself driving nearly two hours south to practices around the Syracuse area or, you know, driving to Watertown for practices at Kenny Court's Greenhouse Wrestling Club. Uh, What is that? And you have the, uh, you know, Bears Den that you have upstairs in your garage that that's kind of probably been there since you were around like, I don't know, six six years old or something like that. It was, it's been around for a while. Uh, what, what's that been like, though, like traveling down to Syracuse or going to Watertown and, uh, you know, having a mat inside your garage that you can practice at?
1: Uh, like traveling like that is just something that um, you get used to because you have to do it. You can't just stay um, here all the time. You got to go find good practice partners and good coach, like really good coaches. And that's just something you have to do if you want to um, jump levels and yeah. our our uh, barn here our mats in my garage it's that's awesome too it's this is the first year we, we've really been able to use it uh like in the winter we got some heaters and stuff so that's been really good and you can have kids from like Indian River come down and uh Canton obviously and we've had a lot of different schools in there even at different times so that's that's good too.
0: Yeah, no, I, m- I remember when I, uh, you know, competed in, in high school and, you know, we'd have guys from some Lavaloo guys there. We'd have, Beaver River guy was there once, the Peru guy was there. I think most schools from Section 10 have been there and a lot of the Frontier League as well. Um, it's just, it's definitely a great place to have, you know, it's usually in the summertime, it's it's pushing 100 degrees up there. It's pretty hot. And when I went up there a couple of weeks ago, you had the heaters running and whatnot. And I, I didn't know it could get that warm up there. While it's 15 degrees outside, so that was definitely pretty convenient. So, like Frank Popalizio said as well, though, at the state tournament that's being held down in Journeyman said, "Oh, it's it's not a bad location for you know some of the guys in New York State, but the northern people." He's like, "It's not really going to affect them because guys in Governor are used to traveling if they want to compete." So, um, that that definitely said a lot about what you've been doing as far as traveling. So, talking about some of your off-season practice partners. Uh, you've, you've had a long list between the house and the bears down guys like, you know, as of recent Lynch, Booth, Haycook way, Micah Rose, uh, Poe and Cole Mulhauser. How's that been like having those kind of guys that are kind of like-minded to train with and uh, work out with. It's good because uh, you can kind of get into a, you get, you get into a groove. Everyone knows what
1: they're doing and everyone knows what's about to happen. And like, in terms of what's going to happen at practice and, you know we're all gonna we're all gonna wrestle hard. We're all wrestling hard, and it's fun.
0: So, what's next on the schedule as you prepare for the Journeyman's New York State Championship in April?
1: I'm honestly not sure right now. Where I I might compete at a dual event in Virginia in March. I'm not even sure the exact date, but I I'd be doing that with the greenhouse team. You'll put one in. I'm not. I, the hardest part is is just
0: if things get postponed or canceled, and a lot of that's been going on. So. Yeah, it's definitely been a rough time to uh, do that stuff. Uh, I've got a few questions. What's your best part or uh, favorite thing about competing? Probably just uh, watching growth.
1: Um, I like knowing that I did something better than what I how I used to do it, or like I I love watching myself grow and watch myself get better, and knowing I I'm getting better. And if I'm not, I love knowing I can go back
0: and get better in the practice room, and then take that and put it in my next match i've got to ask you know before a match you got headphones in what, what kind of music's playing dabbled around a little bit but i'd probably say
1: my best when i when i wrestle best it's like like motley Crue, metallica like like pretty hard music like that yeah i knew
0: you were i knew you're under the old school kind of stuff so i like that yep Last question I would like to ask is if you could give someone advice that wanted to jump levels in wrestling, what would it be? Uh, Consistently
1: work hard every day. And especially if you're in high school, because if you're in high school, that's one of of the things that you can control and you'll always be able to control that is consistently work hard every day because in our practice room and I'm sure in every practice room, we've seen a kid, tell himself that I'm going to change, I'm going to change stuff. I'm going to work hard. And they'll go and they'll do it for like three days, maybe even a week, maybe even two weeks, but then they'll have a day or two where, where they're going to be a uh, dragon and it's not going to be a good practice. And you can't have those days. You just gotta, you gotta show up and you gotta consistently push yourself and you can't be afraid to get tired and you just got to go hard every day. Yes. That,
0: that is uh, definitely something that you do as well. So like, I mean, obviously I haven't been coaching at Governor uh, for the past few years, but seeing you at a practice or, you know, even in the off season, um, when it, you're not even training for anything, you're always pushing yourself to be better that day and uh, usually being the best, uh, hardest working person in the room too. So um, that says a lot. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Uh, I don't think so. Well, uh, you know what? You enjoy your day. You're probably going to have to get back to shoveling because we're going to get dumped on a few more inches tonight. So, Yeah, I'm looking forward to (laughs) it. All right. Catch you later, Brigo.